Welcome to another episode of Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Miracle. Today is June 8th, 2022. I hope everybody's having a great day and a great summer. Today, we wanted to spend a little time talking about some of the different factors that impact life insurance policy pricing. And so when you apply for life insurance, you're typically going to go through an underwriting process where the carrier is going to evaluate different things to determine what type of health class to put you in. And there's a number of factors that they look at and consider in order to determine what that health class is going to be. And the health class is ultimately going to determine how the pricing of the policy is going to work along with a couple of other factors. So think the easiest way to think of underwriting or the underwriting process for life insurance is you're going to the bank to apply for a loan or get a mortgage, okay? You're going to have to provide that lender certain pieces of financial information, not necessarily health information, to qualify that for that loan and ultimately determine what borrowing rate you're going to be able to get on that loan. Obviously, the higher of a risk you are from a lending perspective, the more expensive that loan's going to be versus somebody that has very good credit, very good cash flow and financials and assets. And so life insurance underwriting is very similar, but they're they're looking, they're taking into account different health factors, not necessarily financial factors, even though that can be a part of it to determine what that health class is going to be. So let's talk about some of the non-financial health factors that carriers review to determine ultimately what health class you're, you're going to be in. The easiest and most common is your age, okay? And your age is going to help determine what the cost of coverage is going to be. Um, the older you are, the more expensive coverage is going to be. And the reason is because you're closer to mortality. Whatever average mortality might be in the United States, the older you get, the closer you get to that number. And so age is going to be the first factor that comes into determining what the cost of a policy is going to be. Interestingly enough to note is that different carriers have different ways they define age. Some carriers are what we call an actual age pricing carrier. And what that means is the policy is going to be priced at your based on your age at the time that you get the policy. Most carriers use what we call an age nearest. And what that means is six months before your birthday, you have an age change for insurance purposes. So let's say six months from today, I'm going to turn 50, but I'm currently 49. Well, the insurance company is going to look at that and say, well, for purposes of our pricing, since his birthday is within six months of today, we're going to assume he's 50. Conversely, they're also going to consider me to be 56 months after I turn 50. So that's what we call an age nearest insurance policy. Now, there are things you can do. I can You can do what we call backdate the policy. 
a month so that we can get that age 49, we may have to pay some premiums that we would have otherwise not have to pay um, to be able to do that. But what it does is it potentially can lock in a lower rate and lower ongoing premiums for the policy. And so that, that's our first factor is age. The second factor is gender, okay? Uh, whether you're a male or a female um, is, is going to determine the pricing. So males, uh, the cost for a policy for a male is generally higher than a female. The reason being is that men typically don't live as long as women. And so these carriers price that into their policies. So when we're looking at a 50-year-old male versus a 50-year-old female, um, assuming the same health class, the premium for the woman's policy is going to be less than it is uh, for a man's policy. And so um, that's that's one thing they take into consideration. The third thing they take into consideration is whether or not you're a smoker or non-smoker. If you're a smoker, they're going to put you with a smoker health class rating. And that is going to drive the premiums up pretty significantly. And, and the rationale behind that is smoking, I think has been scientifically proven, does impact mortality and, and the length of, of your life. That doesn't mean you won't outlive that. It just means when they're looking at this, they're looking at it from an aggregate or average perspective. And so if you're, if you're a uh, tobacco user uh, or smoker, then that could have an adverse impact on your policy. As time has evolved and things have opened up, we've seen some shifts from some carriers um, where, you know, if you use chewing tobacco, for example, they will consider you a non-smoker, but they may not put you in the best health class. If you smoke uh, marijuana, um, some carriers are more favorable to that as far as whether or not you're going to be considered a smoker or a non-smoker, where at one point in time, you were just a flat-out smoker. So again, it's going to vary by carrier to carrier in terms of how marijuana usage is treated, chewing tobacco is treated, et cetera, et cetera. Even cigar usage, um, you know, most carriers, if you they call it a monthly celebratory cigar, that's typically not going to impact underwriting. Um, however, if you smoke a cigar a day, it, it will. And so it makes sense that if tobacco usage and smoking is a part of your profile, make sure you work with somebody that understands how different carriers uh, are going to treat that usage and what carriers are going to be the most beneficial uh, for purposes of securing the uh, coverage at the best rate. So the, the fourth thing that comes into play is your height to weight ratio. Okay. So if you're, if, you know, if you're a certain height and you weigh a certain amount, that is going to impact how the, what, what health class you might be able to achieve. Every carrier has their own height to weight ratio table. If you're six feet tall and weigh 220 pounds, with most carriers, you're going to qualify for the best rate. If you are 6'2 or 6 feet and 280 pounds, then that's going to drop you down a health class, which is going to result in a 
higher premium than it would have had you been six feet tall, 190 pounds. And so they do look at your height and weight ratio to determine what health class you go in or you would fit in as a part of one of their considerations. The second thing, I'm sorry, the second thing, the other thing they look at is uh, your family history. You know, do you have a family history of parents or siblings who passed away at a relatively young age? What was it a result of? You know, for instance, if you had a dad who passed away at call it 58 from, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease, they're going to look at that and take that into consideration when determining what your health class is going to be. Now, if at 58, you had a father that passed away, but it wasn't a car accident. Well, that's not anything that's going to impact your mortality. And so it's going to be a non-issue. So they're going to look at family history, cancers, uh, cardiac issues, things like that, blood diseases that may result in you prematurely dying. They're not looking to take on a lot of risk. And so they need to consider or take into consideration uh, that family history. And it includes siblings. Siblings and parents are typically who they're going to look at. Um, they're not going to look at grandma and grandpa or great grandma and grandpa or uncles and aunts. Um, but it is it is a question they will ask. Um, the, the next the next factor that they're going to look at is your medical history. Okay. Do you have high blood pressure? Do you have high cholesterol? Have you ever had cancer? What type of cancer? Have you ever had a heart attack, a stroke, some type of blood disease, et cetera, et cetera. This is more of a science than anything, because depending on what your medical history is, is going to determine where you might fall. So for instance, if you have blood pressure, but it's under control, then it's really not going to have a big impact on underwriting. However, if you do have blood pressure and it's not under control, it will impact it. Um, some of the other things that we see impacted diabetes, what type of diabetes is it one or two? Um, how long have you had it? What are your A1C ratios? Um, are you insulin dependent? Are you able to control it using your diet? All of these are factors that they take into consideration when determining your health class. We've had clients where they've received what we call a health class rating. So they're like what we call a standard non-spoker table two. And all the table two means is that the premium is going to be 150% more than it would have had they gotten a standard non-spoker. So if the premium was $5,000 for a standard, then it would be $7,500 at a table two. And the reason they got that rating was because their cholesterol was out of control when the policy was issued. Now, in that specific situation, we had a long conversation and said, listen, it is what it is, but you need the insurance. All right. But if you secure this policy in two years, if you can get it under control and we can demonstrate that, then we'll go back to underwriting and re-underwrite a new policy and drop the rate. And in that case, we were able to drop that rate from 7,500 down to a little bit less than the initial 5,000. And so it was, it was a situation where we knew we needed the coverage. We knew we could improve the health class rating, but we also knew we would need a little bit of time to do it because the carrier is not just going to say, oh, it's been good for a day. They want to see some consistency there as well. 
So your medical history is going to probably uh, play the biggest role in determining your health class uh, in terms of, you know, what they're willing to do. Um, we've had clients who have had, you know, prostates removed and things like that. And in some cases, the carriers want to wait a certain period of time before they're able to offer. That could be one year, it could be two years, it could be five years, it could be never, depending on what the medical conditions are. So if you're applying for or thinking about applying for life insurance or have applied for life insurance and have a rated policy, it's important to discuss and explain those uh, conditions with your advisor to make sure they're able to determine who the right carrier is going to be, you know, and as part of the medical history, they're going to want to know what your what prescriptions you're taking. Um, they're going to want to know what the prescription is. What's the name of it? Uh, what is the dosage and frequency uh, and, and how that might impact it. So medical history is really a big one for the insurance carriers. In addition to the other factors we've talked about, the other the other thing that can impact uh, individuals is their profession. Now, this doesn't come into play a lot. Where we probably see it more than anything is if you have a pilot's license, and that's not even necessarily a profession, right? That's a lifestyle, but we'll get into that. But if you're a police officer or a firefighter or a race car driver or a soldier or an astronaut or something where you're in a profession puts you at a little bit more risk of mortality than say somebody like a doctor or banker or somebody who sits in an office, that may be a, a factor that influences what health class you're ultimately going to end up in. Well, we don't see it a lot. It does come into play. So uh, the next thing is, is your lifestyle. Okay. And what I mean by lifestyle is, is, is I brought up in the profession uh, section uh, the idea of a, of a pilot. Well, if you're a if you have a private pilot license, um, that is going to be something that the every insurance carrier is going to look at. They're going to want to know how many hours you've flown, um, what type of licenses you have what types of planes you can fly, whether or not your instrument rating, how many hours do you fly a year? Are you a commercial pilot? Are you just, you know, flying a Cessna uh, on the weekends? These are things that they are going to ask additional questions about. Some of the other things are, you know, what do you like to do in your free time? You know, if you're like me, you go play golf, and you go camping and you cook and you do that types of those types of things. That's kind of my lifestyle, right? Which isn't very exciting and it's not very risky. Um, but let's say you like to, you know, race dune buggies or motorbikes or jump off of cliffs or go parachuting, rock climbing, you know, jet boats, that types, those types of activities, those are going to pose a greater risk to an insurance carrier because it increases their exposure to your mortality. And so they know that if you participate in some of those activities, then you're probably at a greater risk of something happening to you 
compared to somebody who doesn't. This includes scuba diving. Um, and again, the more experience you have with these activities, the more licenses, the more time, uh, the more training you have is going to reduce not only your risk to some type of catastrophic life-threatening event, but it's going to reduce the insurance carrier's risk um, to, to those activities. And so, again, the more training and time spent doing those activities will actually help uh, reduce or, or put you in a better health class than if you're brand new at it and you're just getting started. And so, you know, lifestyle is something that they're going to ask about lifestyle. You know, a lot of us don't have a lot of things um, that is going to that we do that's going to impact um, our health class rating. The other thing that can impact health class rating is uh, travel. Okay. Do you like to go to places that are considered dangerous? You know, Middle East, Ukraine right now, Russia, et cetera, et cetera where you're going to put yourself in a position where a bad outcome may occur. And so a lot of times they'll want to know where you're traveling for how long you're going to be there. What's the reason for the travel? Um, what's the length of the stay? Sometimes what are you going to be doing there? And so these are additional questions that they're going to come back to you with if you're traveling. Now, if you're traveling, you know, domestically, it's a non-issue, okay? It's when you start traveling to different, uh, to foreign countries and different places. If you're going to, you know, Scotland, that's not on their radar, okay? So it's, it's what are some of the more risky areas Um they, they don't want you to go to those places. And so these are some of the things that, that affect that, that are going to affect, I'm sorry, affect your health class. And probably the last thing that they're going to look at to determine what health class you're going to be put in is also your driving record. So what happens is they're going to do what's called, uh, they're going to generate an MVR report, which is a motor vehicle report. And in that, they're going to look to see you know, are you a crazy driver or not? Do you have, you know, three tickets for going 50 miles per hour over the speed limit in the last year? That's going to be a problem for a lot of carriers. Do you have multiple DUIs? You know, have you been arrested, et cetera, et cetera. All those factors are going to impact a life insurance carrier's decision in terms of deciding what health class you're going to be put in. So once we've established, once the underwriting process is complete, the insurance carrier is ultimately going to issue what's called a health class. And that health class is going to be a preferred non-smoker or a standard non-smoker. If you smoke, it could be a preferred smoker or a standard smoker. That's ultimately between that, your age and your gender, and then obviously the, the, the death benefit is going to be what determines how the policy is going to be priced. And then based on that factor, once we go through, once you decide to go through the underwriting process, nothing has committed you to actually securing the life insurance coverage. If we get a adverse health class rating, you may say, hey, Jason, I don't want to take this policy. And I'll say, hey, I agree. 
or, hey, here are some things that we can do. This is why the underwriter made this decision. Maybe we go back in a year and in the interim, we, we try and clean up some of the factors that created this adverse health class rating. You know, and in a lot of cases, what we do is we'll spend time with you upfront to go through a lot of these questions before we're even looking at numbers. We'll say, hey, what do you look like? What's your medical history? Are you on any medications? Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you like to, you know, fly airplanes? And then based on that, we can actually look at and evaluate the different policies and carriers and determine where we're going to receive the best pricing based on the fact pattern provided in kind of that interview session that we do. And then we can generate some illustrations and say, hey, this is where we think you're going to come back with this carrier. And we think this is the best carrier for these reasons. You know, they're really good with people who uh, have diabetes, who have these ratios, et cetera, et cetera. These carriers over here are probably just going to be a straight up decline. So let's focus here. So once we go, and then we go through the underwriting process, and then once we get through that underwriting process, again, they're going to issue us a health class, and we're going to come back and say, hey, the numbers came back the same as what we applied for, they got worse, or they got better. Now, based on that information, at that time, you're going to make the decision whether or not you want to accept that policy and put it in force to provide coverage for whatever reason you're securing the coverage for. And so... Those are many of the factors that impact life insurance policy pricing. It's all to get to a health class rating so they can determine where to put you and what it's going to cost for you to have whatever amount of coverage you're interested in securing. I should also mention we do do what we call an informal underwriting process where we don't necessarily apply with an individual carrier, but rather we capture your medical records and provide multiple carriers with those records so they can come back to us with the health class rating. And then what that allows us to do is evaluate each of those health class ratings along with the carrier's policies to make the recommendation that makes the most sense for you. And then once we do that, we, we do what we call formally apply for coverage. Provided you haven't been get back to the doctor, they won't need to update the medical records. You may have to take what's called a paramedical examination, which is when a third-party company uh, meets with you. It typically takes 15 to 20 minutes. And they take your blood and your urine and your height and your weight and your blood pressure. And they ask you a bunch of questions to that, that basically fall along with uh, all the factors that we talked about, you know, lifestyle activities, profession, et cetera, et cetera, motor vehicle history. And then um, they submit that to the carrier. A lot of people ask us, well, why can't we just submit our medical records if I've done labs in the past you know, month or two? A lot of times those labs, they're not testing for the same thing the insurance carriers are testing for. Insurance carriers are testing for drug usage, tobacco usage, et cetera, et cetera, that many of those labs are not going to include uh, in their testing. And so that's that's one of the reasons that they like to have a third-party entity perform those labs because they do tend to do more testing than, say, um, the lab you went to via your physician. So I hope you guys have found this podcast useful regarding the factors that impact life insurance policy pricing. If you have any questions, please, 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 you can reach out to us at lihq at miracleco.com. 
That's M as in Mary, E-R-I-C-L-E-C-O.com. You can always visit us on the web at miracleco.com. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And we'll look forward to catching up with you next week.